This is Cody Ray Miller, and you're listening to the Dude Fuel Podcast. Today on the Dude Fuel Podcast, I want to delve in a little bit to your diet. So remember that, you know, this podcast is all about living your next level life, and this is all-encompassing. So, you know, when it has to do with your, your health and your physical body, or your emotional and psychological health, your spiritual needs, the needs of your soul, you know, we are multifaceted beings. Humans are incredibly dynamic and we have a lot of of needs. And so today I want to talk about diet and a little bit about your body and just share some things um, that hopefully will be um, food for thought for you uh, today. Pun uh, not really intended, but it happened. So one of the things that I've been evaluating, uh, really I've constantly been evaluating for the last few years is how I am eating. And the way that you eat is so, so impactful. Um, You know, diets aren't things that you go on. People talk about going on a diet. Diets are things that we all have. Everyone has a diet. A diet is simply what you are regularly eating, what you are regularly consuming. And so we all have a diet. It's not something that you go on. So in evaluating your diet, there are a lot of things to look at. I watched a documentary not too long ago about the ketogenic diet. And this is a low, low carb, high fat and and protein diet. And then I watched another documentary on Netflix and it was a complete opposite. It was people on there saying you should go, you know, high carb. They should be complex carbs. They should be starches and things of that nature. But, you know, high complex carbs, low fat. And, you know, it got me to realizing that... There's so much information out there about diet and there are people arguing about how you should eat. You know, should you go low carb, high fat, or should you go, you know, um, what's the opposite of what I just said? High carb, low fat, right? You know, or should you be balanced, right? There's, uh, I think somebody out there has the uh, the 60-20-20 plan. So 60% of your macronutrients should be complex carbs. 20% should be fats and 20% should be protein, right? There are all these different types of diets and plans and things that you can go on. So with that being said, uh, I am never going to be dogmatic about food. And I think that you need to be really careful of not coming to a place where you feel this is the only right way to eat and all humans should be eating in this way. And I will confess that I was there at one time in my journey. I was at a place where I thought I had found the diet. It was called the McDougal diet. Okay, you can look it up. It's a high complex carb, low fat diet. And I was all about the McDougal diet until this keto thing came up. And at first I scoffed and I laughed and my friends were hopping on the bandwagon of keto. And I thought, oh my gosh, you know, this is crazy because it was the complete opposite of the McDougal diet. And so my first gut reaction was to attack it and to think this is, you know, this is completely the antithesis of the way that I've been trained to eat and the way that I believe is right. But you know, funny thing. I know people who have lost weight and gotten healthy on both the ketogenic diet and the McDougal diet. I know people on the McDougal diet who have seemingly reversed their coronary artery disease. But you know what? 
I know people on the keto diet who've done the same thing. So this has caused me as I've matured to realize there's not always just one right way. What works for one person and what works for another, you know, could be could be the same. They could be completely different or they could just be a mixture. And so I'm not dogmatic about food. I believe that you need to eat in a manner that is good for your body. So what does your body need? I believe that if you listen to the needs of your body, or if you listen for those needs, I believe your body will speak up and you will begin to see signs if you'll pay attention. Some people think, oh, I have to be meticulous about counting my calories or keep a food journal. Well, that can be helpful. Uh, you know, I've used the MyFitnessPal app and I would certainly recommend it to you. It's completely free. They have a premium version, but um, for years I used just the free version of MyFitnessPal. I still, when I use it, I still use the free version. So if you want to track your calories and your macros and keep a food journal, go for it. But you don't have to. Listen to your body. My wife and I were just talking about, it was the craziest thing. She had just eaten a carrot, just a raw carrot. She just peeled it, she'd eaten it. And then we were talking and she said, you know, it's amazing. I started feeling really good after that carrot. And I said, you know, what's weird is I've been noticing the same thing. When I just peel and eat a raw carrot, I feel like this burst of wellness and energy. And I, that's so weird that you brought that up because I thought that was just me, but maybe there's something to that, right? So you start listening to your body and start feeling your body getting to know it all over again, the signals that it's sending. Um, without going too far off topic, I have suffered with migraines since I was like seven years old. And recently, since I got into yoga and I've been watching my diet, I've been eating a, a different type of diet that I want to talk about here on the podcast today. Um, you know, since I've been doing that, I haven't had a migraine. This has been now at least three, I think going on four weeks. It's very atypical for me. Typically, I'd get about a migraine a week and really at a stretch, you know, it was usually every two weeks or so, every other week. And so I've taken note of that. I used to feel like with those migraines, I used to get really upset and mad at my body. And then I started thinking, maybe my body is trying to tell me something as a result of these migraines, right? And so when I took the migraines as information, as my body sharing something with me, in fact, I now feel that my migraines are my body screaming out, like pay attention to me. You're not giving me the care that I need. You're not giving me enough sleep. You're not giving me enough exercise or you're not putting the right food into the body. That's the way that my body shouts at me is through a migraine. Yours could be different. It could be fibromyalgia, right? It could be arthritis. Who knows? It could be an ache, just an ache in your back. But that could be your body's way of speaking to you. So I know that's a bit nebulous, okay? Talking about listening to your body. But it's going to be different for everybody. But I firmly believe that if you listen to your body, it is trying to tell you something and it will tell you how your current diet is affecting it. Okay. So uh, with all of it, what, what a lengthy preamble that was, right? There are days I do this podcast and I feel really good about the message. And there are other days that I do this podcast and I think, did I just sit down at my desk and ramble? 
<laughs> for a little bit. And I'm sure sometimes I do, but you know, you guys are so great and gracious. And uh, I've just, you know, heard comments from you all that you enjoy the podcast and the content that I put out. And I just got to tell you, that means the world to me. And I really am thankful that um, the podcast is positively impacting your lives. So that being said, uh, the way that I've been eating recently, okay, is focusing on a positive pranic diet. So this all goes into yoga, which you've heard me talk. I started yoga a couple of months ago. It has been life changing. I do not, I'm not using that lightly. Yoga has been life changing for me, like in such an amazing way. So naturally, because yoga was impactful for me, I started wondering, well, how do yogis eat? Or how would they recommend that people eat? You know, those who are practicing. And what I came to was the understanding of a pranic diet. So prana just means energy, okay? And there are three types of foods in the yogic system. There are positive pranic foods, that's positive energy foods. Uh, These are foods that actually you net, there's a net gain of energy when you consume them. So you consume these foods and there's a net gain of energy, a positive gain of energy. They call these positive pranic foods. There's neutral pranic foods. Um, These are things that you consume and they neither, you know, net you any energy, but they don't take away energy either. And then there are negative pranic foods. And these are foods that in the yogic system take energy away from you. It's not that they're bad to eat. It's not that you can't eat them. It's just that you need to be aware that you're probably not netting energy from their consumption. Now, I will say this is a totally different system than the standard Western scientific model of looking at macronutrients and calories and energy and that sort of thing. So I'm saying that on the front end because I think this can be blended with that harmoniously. I think counting calories is great. If you want to do that, more power to you. I have. I've been in that mode and done that for more than a year, tracking my calories. It worked well. I lost weight. I felt great. Um, You know, but in the yogic system, I've really enjoyed focusing on the foods that I'm eating in terms of their energy content. Is this a positive pranic food, a neutral pranic food, or a negative pranic food? So the positive pranic foods. Okay, these are the things that, you know, are quote unquote good to eat because they're going to give you a net gain of energy. These are fresh fruits and vegetables predominantly. Okay, fresh fruits and vegetables, typically as raw or unprocessed and, and uncooked if, you know, if possible. Okay, so raw, unfiltered, um, honey is also really good. Um, you know, again, any vegetables, things like carrots have been great for me because, you know, I can consume them raw and, and it's, it's pleasurable for me. Like raw broccoli doesn't really do a whole lot for me. I don't care for it. Uh, you know, I can eat it, but I don't really enjoy it. Carrots, I like raw. So, you know, that's something I've really, uh, enjoyed and fruit, you know, again, um, 
I'll talk a little bit more about what's gone into determining whether it's a positive, neutral, or negative pranic food here in just a moment. But um, biggest example of neutral foods uh, in terms of prana would be potatoes. Uh, this is one of the most common ones. Potatoes are great, uh, but they're they're neutral, so they're not positively or negatively pranic. They're not taking energy away. They're not really giving you any energy either. Okay. Um, the same would go for sweet potatoes, which is like I love sweet potatoes. They are like to me, they are just one of the best food on the planet. And people often are like, "Don't sweet potatoes make you fat?" And I just have to say this: look at what you're doing with sweet potatoes. Okay, when I consume sweet potatoes, typically they're just baked. Maybe a little olive oil. Okay, I'm not putting a ton of butter on them. <laughs> okay, like some people do. I'm not adding brown sugar to them. Okay, like so many people do. A little bit of cinnamon, a little bit of olive oil. But sometimes I don't even do the olive oil. Sometimes it's just cinnamon and sweet potato, and it's it's wonderful. Negatively pranic foods in the yogic system would be um, typically meat and animal products. Uh, and this is again, this is not like to beat up on animal products, um, but this is simply to say that we know that they stay in your system longer. It takes more energy for you to break down a steak than it does for you to break down fresh fruits and vegetables. So the food stays in your system longer. And what that means is your body's having to exert more energy to break it down. It's not going to pass through your system until it's you know, sufficiently broken down. And so uh, it stays in the stomach a lot longer. Uh, it tends to make you feel full, which can be a good thing, but it also tend, you know, fiber can do the same thing for you, but, uh, but you know, animal products tend to, um, make you sometimes feel bloated or feel heavy because it stays in your stomach for a long time. Okay. So, Again, you have to understand so many people have grown up with like, what's the good food to eat and what's the bad food? If you just look on Google and you type in, you know, is blank food, is blank food, and you know how Google gives you suggestions? You'll see if you type in like, like, um, is rice, right? You type that in Google and you'll see it, it says good for you. Is rice good for you? People want to know. Are sweet potatoes good for you? Right? Are blueberries good for you? Are hamburgers good for you? Right? That's such a common search. People want to know, is this food good for me? Is that food good for me? All food can be good for you in that your body has the amazing capacity to take a variety of foods and break them down and use them for energy and other metabolic processes, okay? Your body is absolutely amazing at using different things for fuel. It's one of the things that makes Homo sapiens so so adaptable um, and such great survivors is that we are omnivores. We can eat a variety of foods. So if you want to eat a vegan diet, go for it. More power to you. Vegetarian or if you're just full on like give me some meat, okay? Um, so with that being said, I want to talk about um, the philosophy behind this yogic way of eating. And you can look up more foods online if you're interested in this. Um, you can look up you know, more of the positive, neutral, and negative pranic foods. But what is the principle guiding all of this? So the main principle is that the sun is really the giver of life. Without the sun, we would not have life certainly not as we know it. So all life requires 
um, the sun in some way, okay, in some way. And so, um, you know, you have certain organisms which are able to take the sun's energy and to, you know, create their own food. We call these autotrophs. And these are plants, you know, plants are able to do photosynthesis, right? So they take the sun's energy and they create food from it, which is an amazing process. Then we can come up and we can pick that plant and we can consume it. And when we eat that plant, we're getting the energy through it that it got from the sun, right? So this yogic way of eating emphasizes to consume things as close to the sun as possible. Okay, now we are not capable um, of being autotrophs, I don't think. There are actually some reports that, you know, quite frankly, I don't buy. Um, but hey, <laughs> some wacky stuff, I guess. But there are some reports of, of yogis in India who apparently can draw energy straight from the sun. They don't need to eat. They just sit out in the sun and absorb the sun's energy. Um, I don't, I don't personally at this point in my journey buy that. I'm just going to be honest with you. Um, but maybe it's possible, but I know, you know, I wouldn't recommend trying that <laughs> for yourself. Um, not until you reach a certain level anyway, but so we need to eat stuff and we can't, since we can't get energy from the sun directly, or at least, um, most of us can't, then, you know, we need to be getting energy from something. When we consume an animal, we are consuming something that got energy from something else and that something else got the energy from the sun. So we're we're basically two steps removed from the sun at that point. Whereas if you're eating vegetables and fruits, um, you're you're one step removed from the sun. So this is what is emphasized in the yogic way of eating, in this sort of pranic way of eating. It's emphasizing that the cleanest and purest energy is coming through those primary producers. That's what we call it anyway uh, in the in in the Western uh, part of the world. We call them primary producers, plants, things that are able to take the sunlight and to create food and then we can eat them and, and we can get that food and that energy that they stored from the sun. So that's the philosophy behind this yogic way of eating. Um, if, you know, if this sounds like something you're interested in, uh, try it. Give it a shot. I will just, you know, say for myself, a short testimony. I've been eating this way probably just about a week and a half or so, so maybe 10 days. And it really has improved my energy. I have had a bit of a struggle as I'm listening to my body with feeling like I'm really stable in the amount of calories that I'm getting. When you switch to eating a lot of fresh fruits and vegetables, nuts and seeds, um, these are very clean and pure sources of energy. They don't necessarily leave me feeling overly satisfied for a long time. Um, so satiety is kind of an issue there, but then also, um, I, I don't feel as stable. Like I just don't feel quite as full. So I started adopting some time ago, um, eating three eggs in the morning and, um, I could do a whole podcast on eggs because you have some people out there who say, eggs are going to kill you. Eggs are going to give you a heart attack. You're going to die. Quit eating eggs. And then you have other people who are saying, eggs are great. Eggs are amazing. Eat more eggs, right? Um, for me, uh, I had to make a decision. And so I listened to my body. When I consume eggs in the morning, 
I feel fantastic. I feel amazing, okay? If I'm consuming um, just about anything else, it does not seem to give me the same quality of energy that I get from eggs. And so I don't know if that's genetic. I don't know what's going on there, but I've had to simply listen to my body. And so I came to the conclusion that the eggs might kill me, but you know what? I'm going to feel good for now. Um, the scientific studies seem very... Um, contradictory. You know, it seems like there's a new study coming out all the time, you know, and, and it's like one year you'll have a study that says eggs are made, they're a superfood. And then like the next year, a study comes out, eggs are going to kill you. So I had to make a decision on the whole egg thing. And I just decided, Hey, I'm going to eat them because they make me feel good. Same thing for chicken breast. Um, I do consume chicken breast. I try to limit my red meat. And that is, uh, really that's largely to do with agriculture and I know how much land it takes to raise cattle and how many resources going into raising cattle. I'm not going to pretend like I don't consume beef every now and then because I do, <laughs> but um, chicken breast, um, you know, was something I switched to largely from a sort of ethical concern. And then listening to my body, I started noticing I wasn't getting as many sores in my mouth. Um, and again, I was feeling really stable and good when I was consuming uh, plain chicken breasts. Okay, so that's something that I've done. Listen to your body, um, see how it responds, eat accordingly. But I hope that this has been, you know, something fun for you to listen to, to get a new idea of maybe a way to eat. So now when I'm eating, I'm thinking in terms of how close is this energy from the sun? How far removed from the sun am I eating? And I'm thinking in terms of those positive pranic foods, foods that are going to give me a net gain of energy. As always, hey, I thank you for uh, sticking in here with a, a long podcast today. I've been long-winded lately. Um, but thank you for sticking around. I hope you found the information stimulating. Uh, we'd love to hear from you. Drop me a line. Let me know how you eat and the principles that guide your eating and your diet. I would love to hear more about that. As always, this podcast is dedicated to you and to your success, my friend. I thank you so much for listening. Uh, and, uh, you know, if you haven't subscribed to the podcast yet, I hope you'll do that and also share the podcast with a friend. I'm Cody Ray Miller. Thanks again for listening. I look forward to speaking with you again tomorrow.